Welcome to Witnessing Christ. Witnessing Christ is a truth and love ministry podcast designed to help biblical Christians witness to their Mormon friends, family, and missionaries. For more Bible-based resources, check out tilm.org. We have all kinds of resources to support you, including classes, witnessing scenarios, books, and so much more. Visit tilm.org today. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Witnessing Christ. And are you wondering where have we been? We skipped a little bit of time there and we haven't been giving you the weekly updates on the New Testament. And first, we're sorry, but I want to tell you a bit more about why we are starting a new initiative called Jesus is Enough. And this new initiative is it's taking a lot of truth and love ministries time and resources right now because it's about to launch. So today I want to share with you what that is. And Mark Parsons is with us and Brian Urbanek is with us. Say hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you both for joining us. And um, I just want to dive in and learn all about what we are doing. And please share with us everything that Jesus is enough is. So Mark, first of all, can you just give us an outline of what in the world is going on here? What is Jesus is enough? Yeah. So as you mentioned, we are gearing up to launch a brand new outreach arm of our ministry. So currently we have a twofold mission that is proclaiming Christ to Mormons and empowering Christians to witness that as most of our listening audience uh, probably knows is carried out through two different arms of our ministry. The first is the tilm.org side or the Christian witnessing side. And then the other side is through our beyeperfect.org ministry, um, the direct to Mormon side. Um, both of those have been going for quite a few years, and we have about 20,000 subscribers on each of those email lists and really tens of thousands of people that are being impacted every year by those two sides of the ministry. What we've realized, though, over the last couple of years in our outreach to Mormons through the Be Perfect website is that website serves a very specific target audience, and the target audience is really those that are deeply ingrained in Mormonism. Uh, we have tried to create a website that is very non-confrontational and very directly non-anti-Mormon. Uh, we never use words like Joseph Smith. We never even mentioned the Book of Mormon. We are very focused on creating opportunities to engage with people and their stress issues or their pain points of forgiveness, worthiness, perfection, relationship with Heavenly Father. But we do it in a, a very non-confrontational kind of curious way to bring them into dialogue with us. Over the last couple of years, however, as we've been interacting with folks on that website and interacting with Mormons and former Mormons in the real world, one of the things that we have been seeing and sensing is a need to reach those who are already questioning, those who are already wondering whether or not they should be in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If um, they've had what we sometimes refer to as a shelf issue. Um, shelf issues are those things where people have placed their doubts upon a shelf. Um, their leaders in the Mormon church have told them to doubt their doubts. And if they're doubting something like the Book of Mormon 
or the necessity of temples, they have traditionally put those on a shelf. What we are seeing right now is shelves are collapsing left and right. And Mormons are left with one foot in and one foot out the door of Mormonism, wondering where to go next. And we just sense this and see this more and more, that there's this whole group of Mormons that is left in this in-between place of uncertainty, this in-between place of struggle. And we thought, what if we tried to reach that audience instead? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. So I have a couple questions about that. So what you told us about the shelf, but why are we seeing more um, Mormons who have shelves that are cracking? Why are there more people in this place where they are doubting their doubts? Yeah, I'd say there's a, a number of contributing factors. One of those is just the historical place and time that we're in right now. Um, really during the time of COVID, when many Christian congregations were closed, even more Mormon congregations were closed for a longer period of time. And during that time, the LDS church did not do as much to support and sustain its membership as even most Christian congregations were able to do. Because they are basically a lay-led local organization, they weren't streaming sermons. They weren't um, doing small group Bible studies online. And so for the most part, people were left in kind of a spiritual black hole. In addition to their local meeting houses being closed for those almost 18 months, the temples were closed. And they've been taught their entire life that the temple is essential for progressing on the plan of salvation to exaltation. And now, for almost a year and a half, they couldn't do this. And they started to wonder, would God really allow this essential thing to be shut down for this long? And so in unprecedented numbers, people started just leaving the church because they had gotten used to not going on Sunday morning, not going to the temple. Others started to look for spiritual things to provide to their family during this time. And they discovered Christian websites, Christian ministries, Christian podcasts, and started hearing the true gospel. And so for some, it was simply lack of locality or lack of connection. And for others, they were actually, for the very first time in their life, coming into contact with the true word of God. And then in in relation to all of this is just access to the internet, mm-hmm. where more and more people, even though they've been told their entire lives that anything that is non-Mormon is anti-Mormon, for some reason, that sales pitch, if you want to call it that, isn't working as much as it used to. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Tell us about the platform, the the medium that Jesus is enough is using, because it's not our traditional information on the website. Yeah. So unlike Be Ye Perfect, which is mostly blog posts, a few short form kind of creative videos, what Jesus is enough is really going to make use of is the very best of multimedia visual technology. And as we were researching what this would look like, uh, we kind of built it off of a number of different things that are out there already in the Mormon world. Many ex-Mormons, when they are in this place of in-between struggle, um, want to hear from other ex-Mormons. And the place that many, many of them are going is to something called the Mormon Stories Podcast, which is both just a, a audio podcast, but also a long form video podcast. And those, some of them are four to five hour long interviews. 
but most of them are with ex-Mormon atheists. There are other um, things on YouTube that explore ex-Mormon stories. There are podcasts, but none of them really did it in a, I would say, more of a creative storytelling way where you actually did an interview and then spent time condensing it into its purest form, or I, maybe not purest form, but condensing it down into something that is easier to listen to in a single sitting. Four and a half, five hour long interviews are not. Uh, we're also making use of B-roll. Um, so instead of it just being a single person's face on screen the entire time, um, we spent a lot of time recording additional footage that will be integrated into these long form docu-series episodes. And so really what it is, it will be a series of at this point, nine full length docu-series episodes that will all be featured on the website, jesusisenough.org. Um, along with those episodes will be shorter Q&A video pieces and a lot of blog posts that explore key biblical terms, explore some core differences between Mormonism and Christianity. And we're going to, in the end, try to create this online community where those struggling Mormons can come to find hope and guidance. So a video platform is totally new for Truth and Love Ministry. We've just dabbled in, you know, like two, three minute videos, but you're talking hour, hour and a half videos. And this is where we should talk about Brian. <laughs> Brian is a new friend of ours. And Brian, could you just share with us who you are and your skills and everything that you have gotten to contribute to this project? Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Molly. Uh, so Excuse me. My name is Brian Urbanik. Uh, I run a video production company called Goldwing Productions, and um, we use uh, video and various forms of media to tell the stories of Christian organizations um, for various types of ministry purposes. And um, so just like um, Truth and Love's interest in telling the stories of ex-Mormon Christians um, with the series Jesus is Enough. And so what we get to do is utilize the various filmmaking tools and media production tools to be able to craft a narrative that is compelling um, and engaging and meets the, the various communication goals that the projects have. And so in this case, it's really to be able to proclaim the gospel specifically to people like Mark was saying, who are one foot in, one foot out of the LDS church. And who better to speak to them directly than the people who have already gone on that journey. These current um, Christians who were once Mormons themselves. So it's a really, really neat project. One thing that I've really respected about your vision, Mark and Brian, your skill set is just how, uh, the, just the high quality of all of this. The, um, the video clips that I have gotten to see have just blown me away uh, in that, you know, this looks like a documentary that is, made with a, you know, a million dollar budget. Um, and it's just communicating to my soul. And you know, I'm not an ex-Mormon or a struggling Mormon. Um, so I just want to thank both of you for your emphasis on excellence to the glory of God. So Thanks. I really want thank to you, ask more about the ex-Mormon concept. Why are you making an effort to interview interview ex-Mormon Christians instead of maybe pastors that have studied theology for years? What's so important about the ex-Mormon voice? Yeah, so 
early on in this project, we really started to sense that folks in this place, as they are looking out the door at the world of religiosity outside of Mormonism, they often turn to the people that they are most familiar with, and that would be other struggling or ex-Mormons. And that's something that we realized from the very get-go, we needed to involve them in this project in one way or another. And as the project kind of started to come into its final form, it was instead of including them as a piece of a larger product, we realized, no, they need to be the project. Um, much of the kind of initial inception for this concept of Jesus is enough came about two years ago when I was watching a series on Netflix called The American Gospel. Um, it's not on Netflix anymore, but you can go on YouTube and find The American Gospel. And it's a very powerful look at the word of faith movement, kind of Benny Hinn and that sort of faith healing and more, I don't know, kind of exotic like faith movement. And in addition to showing what was wrong with the word of faith movement, it's main speaker, Kosti Hinn, who is the nephew of Benny Hinn, really helped explore not only what's wrong with the Word of Faith movement, but what's so right and so beautiful about biblical Christianity. And they did include a lot of pastors um, and their voices, as well as a few former members of the Word of Faith movement. And that was kind of the inception. But as we started to do this, we realized there's a lot of Christian pastors out there that are providing commentary on Mormonism, Mormon doctrine, trying to witness, but there really wasn't any project out there or any platform where ex-Mormons themselves were being asked to share the story of God's impact on their life, which would at the same time share the story of the gospel with the listener or the viewer. And so that's really what we tried to do with this was, in a sense, create law and gospel encounter opportunities for the viewer that they will experience on the screen and in their ears and in their hearts and in their minds, the same law and gospel encounters that the interviewees did. Maybe an example is um, one of the episodes will be about a young woman named Janae, who eventually really starts to encounter the true God of the Bible when she reads a book of hope, which is really just a um, compilation of the New Testament in chronological order. And so we're going to hear her telling that story, but she's going to read portions of what she read from John 1 that were so impactful to her. And she's going to explain how this impacted her. And so we're pretty much like recreating her hearing the gospel so that other people can hear the gospel. And, and Brian and his team are just doing a masterful job setting up those recreation moments, not, not artificially, but to create them in a way that they are going to be compelling law and gospel proclamations. I really appreciate the emphasis on the power of the word, because if we just create more resources that destroy the Mormon church, what good does that do anyone there? It's just a different route to hell, really, if you become an atheist. Um, but sharing the gospel and these very specific personal ways is that power that changes hearts. So I would love to get into some specific stories. Can we talk about some of the individuals that you have interviewed and uh, how they have impacted you? Uh, Brian, you know, you 
came into this project not knowing a whole bunch about Mormonism. So I, I would love to just hear some of your perspective. So maybe even before we get into the, the individual details, um, what was it like for you as um, not an ex-Mormon Christian or someone that has been witnessing to Mormons to come into this project? What did you learn and like, all those things? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was very interesting for me um, because growing up here in Wisconsin, I probably knew like one Mormon as a kid growing up. But, you know, even as as a, especially as a child that we weren't talking about, like theological things necessarily. Um, and so I really didn't know much or, or anything about. I mean, yeah, much of anything of what Mormons believed. Um, and so I just remember like those first couple of days. Um, in the car with Mark, we were driving around to, to various locations for filming in Idaho and um, just asking him various questions. And it was as if like every answer he gave, every every question led to another pretty much. Like there's just so many things that I was coming to understand about what it is that they believe that that just really I had no idea about and, and really surprised me. And, um, you know, I asked I remember something about. Um, how they believe they get to heaven. Mm -hmm. And then the, the answer was something like, well, you know, it's the, the, the concept of heaven is, is even very different. And that was really mind blowing to me. So really it felt like I was kind of diving in and having to learn this entirely new culture and language, um, which is something that um, I think I have a lot of interest in, in general. So that probably lended itself very well to, to this project because um, it was all very curious to me, you know, and um, but there was a lot of learning to do. But it, I think it also allowed me to come in from sort of a fresh perspective mm -hmm. um, with that opportunity to be genuinely curious about all these things. And, and especially, um, you know, in between um, recordings uh, with the various interviewers or interviewees, just having casual conversations about them, you know, about what it is that they used to believe. And, um, they're, they're one of our interviewees. Um, he, it, it, his reaction to some of my, like, uh, kind of questions that sim like made it known that I didn't know anything about this. He was very, very, he just, he loved getting all the questions because he could tell that I didn't know anything. <laughs> and I guess it just seemed like a very fresh perspective for him. So it was, it's been a very interesting experience. Well, and I think just how your curiosity is a gift, like, you know, for coming in, sometimes we just feel ignorant, but um, that's the wrong way to frame it. And that curiosity is how you learn and how you grow and how you help others articulate what they need to articulate. So it's kind of beautiful to see that gift actually in both of you, that curiosity can really strengthen your ability to communicate the gospel uh, to, to your specific audience. Uh, Brian, how has this maybe shaped your view of outreach and evangelism? I think that one way that continuing, you know, that, that working on this project has continued to remind me, um, and a lot of it has been, you know, through Mark um directly is um the importance that one little moment can play in someone's journey of coming to faith 
And we probably don't realize it in the moment, but how powerful it can be when we zoom way out and we see all these little things fell together in place. And God used all these little things, including sometimes ourselves in one tiny way or another to bring this person to Jesus. And how encouraging that is knowing that um, it's not all about us. We are not the savior and we don't have to be. And what a great blessing that is, you know? Um, so that, that's been really, that's been really impactful. Yeah. Just building on that. I, I think when folks will watch these episodes, that's one of the things that I hope they take away too, is that their witness does matter. Um, we often talk about being links in a chain that God can use to pull someone out of Mormonism. And these episodes are going to demonstrate that so powerfully where Brian, that as we've been working on these scripts, there are times where we actually have to leave out a few of the links just to keep things moving along. And sometimes I feel bad, like, no, this, this person was only in their story for a couple of hours, but they were important, but to move the narrative along, we, we need to cut it. And it's like, no, that was a, that was a little tiny link in that chain. And I think that allows all of us to just see uh, even when we walk away from a conversation and we think, ah, I just dropped the ball on that one. I didn't do anything. Mm. Looking back on so many of these, when we, we got into the interviews with people, they're like, oh, I forgot about so-and-so and this one conversation I had. And when she prayed with me and when she just shared a scripture with me, I forgot that that impacted the next few months of my life. And it's just so awesome to, to hear the, those stories. It really takes the pressures off, pressure off of us as individuals and helps us helps us step back and marvel at each person's story as they get to know who God is. Uh, okay, individuals, I just need to hear about some of these people that you got to know and who these people who got to know Jesus. So uh, did you want to go first, Brent? Brian or Mark, who wants to go first? So I, I'm really struggling with this because I don't <laughs> think we're allowed to pick favorites. Um, when it comes to the stories or the episodes, and I, I it's would like say picking your favorite child, right? Yeah, it is. I, I think each one impacted me in a different way. I, I think there were some going in where I thought I knew their story, and then I didn't know their story at all. And we're in the middle of a, a five or six or seven hour interview. And I'm like, wow, what I thought about coming into this of where this script is going to go or how this story is going to be told is completely different. There's so many more nuances, so many more beautiful things that God did. And so I think with each one, you know, each story felt like an incredible gift that was being handed to me. And I, I think Brian and I both feel this way that we've been entrusted with an incredible gift that now we need to just not, not distort or damage it all as we pass off to more people. And the, the episode that we're working on right now, I'll, instead of picking favorites, I'm just going to pick the first one um, that we're working on right now because it's it's nearest and dearest to our hearts right now is really one of the very first ex-Mormon Christians that I ever met was a young woman named Janae that lives right here in the Treasure Valley of Idaho. And when I began my exploration into the Mormon world, I, I spent a lot of time reading books, a lot of time talking to my mentoring pastors here at Truth and Love, but it was really conversations with Janae and others like her that were so impactful to helping me really have a more accurate view of what it's like to grow up Mormon. Mm. And I think as soon as we were starting this series, I, I just thought Janae has to be a part of this if she's willing. And Janae was very willing to be one of our, our first interviewees. And 
really her story is so multifaceted that we went into these interviews thinking that what we would be creating would be like 30 minute long episodes. I think within two hours of interviewing Janae, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to cut this down to 30 minutes. And that was only two hours into the interview. And what we realized is that these stories need to be told with care and with time um, to really allow them to unfold. Um, Janae's story is is probably one of the most complicated of the stories that we're telling because it involves a forced adoption. It involves multiple times where she's in the church and out of the church and back into the church. And it really just shows the struggle that Mormons have of breaking through or breaking free from the culture of Mormonism, how often they're just pulled back in for one reason or another. And we're just seeing God's guiding hand throughout all of this. And so this is one that I, I can't wait for the world to see because it just emphasizes the power of God's word. It emphasizes the power of Christians in people's lives. It emphasizes those small little moments where the spirit begins to work and then builds on them days or weeks or months later. And then ultimately it's a story of, of finding true belonging, of finding true identity, finding true hope true purpose. So just so many of the themes of things that Mormons or really people in general are looking for are brought out in Janae's story. So I, it, I can't wait for the world to see it. Well, pardon me for saying, pick your favorite, <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you're saying. You know, um, Mark has come home and told me about every interview. And then when Brian was visiting in Boise, he would tell me so many details and share how it impacted him. And one thing that I've noticed um, more about Mark, because, you know, I live with him, Brian, from a distance, um, it has shaped your compassion in that I can tell you see your Mormon friends, your Mormon community, and the, those we connect with differently and you have a deeper love and a deeper understanding. Um, Brian, without picking a favorite, <laughs> um, were there any um, interviewees or moments that you wanted to highlight because they impacted you personally? Well, I think that um, going back to Janae's story, like, like Mark was talking about, there's a moment in as he was describing as mark mentioned you know she was kind of back in and out of the lds church and there was a point in in that process that she talks about trying to connect with christians um because she's at this point pretty much out of the lds church but she's not quite in the, the christian church yet and she's struggling because new Christians or Christians that she's newly meeting, um, they can't seem to understand why this is such a big deal for her. And they can't seem to understand um, why it's like, she talks about, you know, just really not being able to connect because the Christians just, they, they don't know what she's going through. Mm. And so in that it has made me, again, sort of reinforce this idea that it's it's so, so, so important that we first know and love the people that we're trying to witness Christ to. There's no way that we can possibly witness Christ to them if we haven't first gotten to know them and shown love to them first. 
Amen. And that's, that's super important. And that's something that Janae was struggling with. I'm sure that it's something that most people in this space is struggling with. And so here's a really great way for Christians who are looking to witness to, to um, people in this space to, to sort of get to know them a little bit and learn a little bit of what they have gone through or what they are going through. Yeah, just to build on that, I think as this whole project was being put together, we were really trying to figure out who's our target audience with this. And I, as I was communicating to the team or our board of directors or even some major donors, I was very forward that this is for struggling Mormons. But as the project continues to take shape, that is still our target audience 100% is that this is created for a Mormon viewer. But you Christians out there that are listening to this and the hopefully tens of thousands of other Christians that watch this, you are going to benefit greatly too. Um, as we experience these stories, like, like Molly was saying, it, it does create a greater heart of compassion, but it also creates a greater mind of understanding of how the nuances of Mormon doctrine and culture are integrated into everybody's everyday life and how hard it is to break free from that. And that these people aren't somehow less intelligent than the rest of us, but no, this is, this is the work of the foe of this world, the, the father of lies that has just corrupted this whole culture to keep people trapped for nearly 200 years and is now putting its clutches into people all over the globe. And as Christians watch these episodes, it is my hope and my prayer that they will first be encouraged, encouraged that God is working among the Mormon world right now, and also then be empowered and equipped as they watch these episodes to say, oh, wow, I, I never really thought about how if I said this to my Mormon friend that that could have a negative impact, or if I said that, what a positive impact it could have. So we're actually going to be creating study guides more for our Christian audience, even than for our Mormon audience that really will allow individuals or small groups or even large groups to watch an episode either individually or corporately, and then work through the study guide in more of a, a witnessing focus of, hey, how can I understand different stress points and different rest points? What were some of the biblical um aha moments for these individuals. Why did it happen when it did? And, and really just start to kind of process evangelism from a real world perspective, real scenarios. It, it really is uh, an exciting time to be in this witnessing space. Uh, Brian, were you were about to launch in and I interrupted you? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to throw in two along those same lines. Um, Mark, you, you had mentioned um, the complexity of Janae's story and the necessity to for us to tell it with care. Um, I think, you know, um, it, especially hers and, and all the stories that we're telling. Another thing that we've been um, working really hard at is to tell it um, with gentleness, too, because these stories and the things that they're talking about that they believe that they once believed um this is what they truly believed and it's important that we address that 
acknowledge that, you know, that's not what the Bible says, but be gentle in acknowledging that this is still someone's true story and not try and make it some sort of like crazy, like expose, like, oh, look how like stupid they were or look how crazy the LDS church is. Like that is not our goal, you know? Um, And I think that um, that's related to the overall truth and love approach that, that you guys take in witnessing to Mormons is to come at it with gentleness. Like um, this is, these were things that are near and dear to these people's hearts. And we have to remember that when speaking to them for us to just come and be like, Oh, ha, you believe this, or you believe that that's silly. That's not going to work. That's not going to allow us to be able to tell them what we believe. A wall will instantly go up. So we've been trying really hard at um, reflecting that in the filmmaking process when telling these stories. Um, and so that can be um, seen through um, just the way that the pieces are edited together in the types of music that's chosen in the, in the, the types of B roll that's chosen, because certainly, you know, with filmmaking, um, there are a million different ways to tell a story and to convey a story. Right. And we could easily use uh, a, a bunch of different, like crazy cuts and sound effects and music and like all this crazy stuff that we have in our film filmmaking toolbox to, you know, make it look like, Oh, look how crazy they are. Right. But that's not our goal here. No, not let's, at all. Let's acknowledge that these are things that they truly believed, um, but it's not what the Bible says is true. Yeah. No, and and I I have been so appreciative of Brian's approach and that of his team because that he, he they really understand who who we are and what we're about, and we're hopeful and prayerful that those on the receiving end, both Mormons and Christians, are going to be aware of that too. That we're we're not anti-Mormon. We love Mormons, and that's why we are doing what we're doing. Thank you so much for handling these souls with care and teaching us how to do it, too. Uh, Brian, you prepared an audio clip for us. I feel like this would be a great time for us to hear that and get a little sample of what's coming. Yeah, should we set it up real quick? Um, So basically what you're about to hear is a, a moment in Janae's story of her uh, coming to faith in the biblical Jesus um, right before um, basically at this point in her story, she's kind of back and forth going to LDS church, not going to LDS church at this moment. She is not personally going herself, but she feels like it's important that her, um, that her daughter, who's probably about seven or eight at the time, it's important that she goes to church. So she's going with her grandparents, I think. And, um, now, Janae is telling a story about after picking her daughter up from church um, one Sunday morning and a conversation that they have in the car together. So every time I sent Zoe with my parents to church afterwards, I would always say in the car, you know, what did you learn about church today? And it was really an awesome opportunity to have a conversation with her about God and to see what was going on in her little mind. And I was always fascinated because she had these grand ideas. Like, it was just so crazy to me that a child could understand things. And um, this particular week, she just said, well, Mom, I learned this song, and I'm going to sing it for you. And I was like, okay. And she started singing Follow the Prophet. And like, I, like, that welling up in me just was like so angry. And I immediately was like, what in the world have I done? That is so wrong. 
And I immediately had a thought that we should not be following the prophet, we should be following Jesus. I mean, it was all these things happening in my life at that time where God was working on my heart that my eyes were starting to open and see that the Mormon church isn't good for us and the Christian church is where we need to look. Thank you, Brian. So this, yeah, absolutely happy to share. Uh, so I was just going to say that this um, moment in her story is really the first very big pivotal moment in Janae's story where she uh, finally comes to realize um, the LDS church is not where we should be, um, but we need to look towards Jesus. And that sort of begins her journey of then trying to find a Christian community and um, for her to to be a part of one and that sort of thing. But it's, it's crazy. As we were listening to that clip, um, it brought me back to what we were talking about before, just being links in a chain. Even, you know, our children could be that. And in this case, her child was that. And it makes me think about my little three-year-old son, um, the things that he, you know, says about Jesus randomly. Um, it's just incredible the way that God works in our lives in all of these little different ways. So it's Absolutely. it's neat to hear that play out. Yeah. No, just, just hearing this clip, Brian, just draws attention to the, the care and concern that your team is putting into this is less than a minute long clip that we just saw here or heard here. And folks may not be able to pick up on this um, if you're not former Mormon, but um, the piano music that's playing in the background is the song that she references of follow the prophet. And Brian went out and found a friend to play this and um, play it in such a way that we aren't going to run into any copyright issues and also play it in a way where it ends with the clanging of the, the keys. And I just love the dedication to details that is going into this, you know, taking a couple of hours of time just to get this pivotal moment, right. Just when it comes to the sound, let alone the visuals. And so I hope folks that see this are, are just going to be thankful as thankful as I am for all of the time and effort that is going into telling this story in a powerful and beautiful, compelling way. I can't wait. And, and how long do I have to wait? <laughs> how long do you have to wait? Yeah. When is this happening? Yeah, so, so Brian and I were just talking about this, that the, the first interview took place just under a year ago. So we, we started recording in November of 2022 was when the first three episodes were filmed out here in the Treasure Valley of Idaho. Um, Lord willing, the, the plan is that Janae's episode will be available for folks to start viewing on January 5th of 2024. Um, the org site will have a soft launch that day, and Christians and Mormons will start to be directed to that site over the next month. Um, when you land on that page, you'll be able to watch six minutes of it without entering an email or anything, but we're going to start trying to be able to continue to communicate to people. So if you put your email in, you can watch the the full episode and get access to some of the other content that's on there. Where are they putting their email? Repeat that again. Yeah. So that will be on the jesusisenough.org website. Before that, for our Christian audience, we're going to give you a sneak peek of those first six minutes even sooner. So Ooh. here in 
just a few days. Um, many of you receive our newsletter. There's going to be a link to the JIE part of our Tilm.org site, and you're going to be able to go there and you're going to be able to watch the first six minutes of clips. Uh, if you're on our email list, you're going to be getting more clips throughout the month of November and December. You're not going to see the full thing. Brian, Brian what's the, 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 the working the run time right now, runtime. Runtime is uh, about an hour 50, I think. Yeah. Just so, under two hours. As I mentioned, what began as 30-minute episodes turned into a pretty much a full-length feature film for just Janae's story. So it is it is going to be something beautiful to see. And so these clips that are coming out in your email that will send you to tilm.org backslash J-I-E, you're just going to see little snippets. So don't think that once you've seen these six or seven clips that you've seen the whole thing. Those are those are just to whet your appetite. Yeah, so get for the your popcorn thing. ready. Get your, get your popcorn. <laughs> and Hopefully your Kleenex your box. Kleenex. Yeah. Yep. And how do I get on the email list? Yeah, for the um, tilm.org website, you can just go on there and do subscribe and that will get you on the email list. Um, when it comes to the Jesus is enough site, same thing. You'll go to subscribe on there. We'll, we'll put some links in the description below so that if you're not on our email list yet, you can, so that you can get those updates. Okay. Mark, I got to say, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited too about, like you were saying, the study guides that you guys are putting together for these episodes so that Christians um, in group form can, or, or individually can watch these and to be able to uh, learn from them, you know, from a Christian perspective too. I think that's super awesome. I assume that that will come with the long form, form, right? Yeah. Virgil. So we'll, we'll be putting that onto the Tilm website for the, the Christian piece of this. And so really that, that URL that we'll put in the description below to tilm.org backslash JIE is going to be kind of the Christian side of all things JIE. So on that site, you'll be able to find the first six minutes. You'll be able to find that study guide. You'll be able to find a social media launch packet. Um, one set of that will be for our Christian to Christian um, social media messaging. So if you want to help others become aware of this ministry, um, that will point them to the Tilm website. And then starting in January, we'd like you to start using the Christian to Mormon social media package. So we're going to be putting together lots of uh, visuals, both um, just graphics, as well as some video clips that you can start to share on your Facebook profiles to draw attention to the jesusisenough.org site. So all of this, again, will be on the tilm.org backslash J-I-E, really starting tomorrow. Oh. Um, some of this content is going to be up when, when we're recording this, so very soon. Which So when people listening to this, When, when you're listening live. to this, this okay. should be live. Yep, some of that content will already be there. Future for us, present for you. Okay, so as a witnessing Christian, I am going to watch the documentaries and learn and grow. I am going to we'll get social media um, icons and messages that Tone produces and share them. What else am I going to do? Yeah. So first and foremost, we need your prayers. Um, we, we need your prayers that God will continue to be with the production company, be with Truth and Love Ministry team as we prepare for January 5th. And then the formal kind of open up the full funnel on January 29th, when we're going to start driving lots of social media traffic to it ourselves, um, paid advertisements. Um, 
we can use more financial support. Mm -hmm. So over the, the months of November and December, you're going to be hearing about the need to, to support this financially. We have taken a leap of faith as a ministry. Um, this is above and beyond our normal budget for our year, really, um, to launch a new arm of our ministry. And so um, we're really thankful to folks that are already listening right now that have supported this. But in order to get this out in front of the target audience, we're going to need to spend some ad dollar money on social media platforms and otherwise. So if it's been laid on your heart that you're excited to share the gospel with struggling Mormons, we'd love to um, partner with you in, in that sort of support. Awesome. Okay. Anything else in the Jesus is enough realm that we need to know? Why'd you pick the name Jesus is enough? I didn't ask that. Yeah. Jesus is enough is kind of an ex-Mormon catchphrase where throughout their lives, they've really been told that Jesus is only part of the equation. And we want to articulate that no, Jesus isn't part of the equation for salvation, the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Jesus is the equation. And even our, our logo, it's very simple. Um, our branding is extremely simple. We want to just emphasize the totality of Jesus' message from the cross that it is finished. So our logo is simply Jesus is enough with a period. Um, the period is to say, don't, don't add any ifs or buts or ands onto it. Jesus is enough. Um, so that, that's the idea behind it. Um, much of the content in the, the videos, the blog post is going to be presenting that same central message that, nope, it's not about you and what you do. It's about what has been done for you in Christ. And what incredible weight that can just take off of our shoulders, right? Knowing that thankfully it's not up to us. We can't do anything um, because if we're, oof, we'd be screwed, right? <laughs> but it's not it because Jesus is enough. Yeah. So Brian, maybe tell us a little bit about um, your team and the work that you're doing, kind of pressing towards the finish line with the episodes. What does that look like right now as you're wrapping up episode one? What does it look like with the next few episodes? And what can people yes. pray about? Yeah, so um, basically um, there's a couple different layers uh, with what we have going on, um, one of which is uh, with um, one of our editors, Josh, he is uh, working on putting together what are called assembly cuts for uh, each of the episodes. Um, so when in the video production, post-production world, there are a couple of different sort of like levels or stages when it comes to editing. Um, so the first one would be an assembly cut. The next one usually would be called a rough cut and then probably a final cut from there. So um, the assembly cut kind of gets all of the... Um, nuts and bolts of the piece together onto the timeline, the editing uh, software. Let's put it that way. I've never explained this before. This is so interesting. <laughs> um, and then from there, you know, things get refined. Um, music is added. The B-roll, like you mentioned, is added. B-roll refers to the footage um, that visually tells the story um, that the person who is being interviewed is talking about. So, for example, say they're talking about taking their dog for a walk, and then you see a shot of them taking their dog for a walk. That would be B-roll. B-roll is one of the places where Brian and his team are just going above and beyond. Um, we spent, on average, two and a half to three days with each of the interviewees and their family. And 
much of that was in the formal interview, but much of it was also Brian working his magic behind the camera um, to capture this B-roll. And I think at the time, as I, I watched some shots, I was like, wow, that, he's, he's, he's taking a lot of shots of this. But now that I'm seeing them integrated in Janae's episode, there's one where she's sitting by a Christmas tree with a book. And I remember like all of the different angles that you set up for that shot. And now I'm seeing why you had all of these different angles for that shot. And so just the, the foresight to know like, yeah, I might use it in this way, but I could use it in this way to capture all of that. So um, that's a lot of work. And this, um, this is what is going to set this apart from a lot of other things that are out there that are just long form interviews is this dedication to the craft of storytelling, both um, with audio and visuals, and then the music that's going to come into play too. Well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that uh, just as important as telling the story through the audio um, is also telling the story through video. Um, because like you made mention of Mark, um, there are some other um, ex-Mormon storytelling platforms in this space, but um, you know, it utilizes audio in very great lengths and without a lot of editing. And so with this project, we are working hard to craft um, a compelling, interesting, and true um, story um, so that, you know, it's not, how can I say, just the person who lived that who's willing to sit through the entire part of it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah but other folks as well, not only folks who are experiencing the same things or similar things, but also people, you know, on the Christian audience side who they might feel a little more distant from it, but it's still going to be, um, I don't want to use the word entertaining, um, but compelling and interesting enough for them to keep, keep watching and to keep interest. Awesome. Thanks for doing all that. I appreciate your, um, both, all, both of you, your passion and your commitment to excellence and commitment to telling these stories in gentle, true, and effective ways. Uh, I don't think I'm the only one who can't wait to see everything that is being brought together. Brian, please thank your team on the Absolutely. behalf of us, but probably on the behalf of all the people that have supported this project. There's so many individuals that said, I really want to support this and have given towards it. So many that have prayed for this project. Um, and it's, it's beautiful to be on a huge team of people that have a passion for sharing the gospel with the lost. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, in addition to your team, Brian, I, I just want to thank our team here at, at Truth and Love as well, because not all of them got to go out on the road like you and I did and be a part of this, but they are providing so many integral parts of this. We, we just had a, a team meeting today where our, our marketing team is really just figuring out how, how do we get this out in front of as many eyes as possible. And they are an invaluable part of this whole initiative as well. Yeah, it's one thing when we have the we had the opportunity to go out and meet these people in person and to spend time with them and sit with them and dine with them and it's it's wonderful. Um, and so, God willing, we can um, allow the audience to have a taste for that through 
you know, that's the beautiful thing of, of, of the medium that we're doing too, is, you know, video has the ability to bring an audience into a space, into a place that they've never been before. Um, and God willing, we'll do that with this project. Awesome. All right, friends, thank you for being excited about this new project with us. If you want to see clips right now, tilm.org backslash J-I-E. January 5th is the date that you can see the first full-length film. And if you want to know more, you can just go on tilm.org backslash J-I-E. Finally, if you're still witnessing from the New Testament, yay. And if you have questions that you need answered, feel free to, feel free to contact us through the website. I don't want to leave you hanging. Yeah. <laughs> um, Th- thank you to all those that have been listening faithfully over the last year. Um, this is actually our 51st episode of the Witnessing Christ podcast. And so um, thank congrats, you. Congrats, guys. Yeah, Woo-hoo. thanks. Um, thanks. Thanks for being on, Brian, for episode 51. Um, we, we plan to return for another season of Witnessing Christ. But right now, we really need to dedicate our time and attention to the Jesus is Enough launch. And so we're going to be taking a break for some time. But we'll be back again on this platform with hopefully some exciting new Um, opportunities for our Christian witnesses to learn and grow. All right. All right. Thanks guys. Have a blessed day. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Witnessing Christ. Witnessing Christ is a truth in love ministry podcast. For more resources, visit tilm.org. If this podcast and other truth in love ministry resources have been a blessing to you, consider supporting the mission to proclaim Christ to Mormons and empower Christians to witness by visiting tilm.org backslash 